Well, the finale wasn't very good for me. It was an FPL week of hell. Hello and welcome back to Jory's FPL. My name is Dan. I'm one half of Jaws FPL and I'm joined again by the other half of Jaws FPL, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal? I'm not bad, Dan. How are you doing? I good. It, it almost feels like the end of the season, doesn't it, for FPL? It like, everyone's came to the same end point where we can change our teams to whatever we want to be and we're all waiting on the same news or whatever comes out of the World Cup. It just It honestly feels like... It's the end of the season, and my overall rank, I wouldn't mind if it was, to be honest. <laughs> Are you looking forward to the World Cup yourself? I'm certainly looking forward to this World Cup less than I have yeah. any of the World Cups, even the Euros in the past. Yeah, uh, I much prefer the World Cup, well, for obvious reasons, really, just for the spectacle of it all. And um, certainly with it being mid-season, all the question marks whether it should even be in the country in that yeah country, to be honest with you is still looming over when you, the more you read the more you think actually i feel a little bit sly even watching it to be honest with you but of course we will the football fans will um but yeah certainly not looking forward to this one as much how yeah. are you feeling about it as it like the break coming up or the world cover you looking forward to both neither no i agree with yourself i think the the downward trajectory of england um also the time and when the World Cup's on and then you've got the issues around where it's at as well. I think they're all lead of it. Probably not looking forward to it as much or as excited as much. I think with World Cups and Euros, they've got to be in the summer really to get that maximum enjoyment out of it. I was just going to say, like selfishly, obviously since turning 18, it's like given that you go and sit in an outdoor bar or you go to one yeah. of the fan parks or something to watch the game and the fact that you're just not going to be able to do that. I mean, with the little, there's probably a good chance I'm going to be watching most of them <laughs> with him in the house anyways, which I don't mind whatsoever. You know, it's lush to be able to watch the World Cup with the little one, but you know, you don't feel too like you're missing out too much because otherwise you'd just be sitting in a pub doing the same thing. It's nice to know. Yeah, is he going to have a Brazil top on? He's not, no, but I have got him <laughs> an England kit. I got him nice. the away one because I think the home one is uh, disgusting, but yeah. we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Um. So that's game week 16 over, although there was only 15 rounds of fixtures due to the Queen's death. How did you get on for the what feels like the finale? Well, the finale wasn't very good for me. It was an FPL week of hell. Mm-hmm. I ended up with 32 points in total, which was 11 below the average. Um, the average was 43. The returnees, and wait for it here, I've got Trippier with a 7-pointer, Almiron with a 6-pointer, and Solanke with a five-pointer. I think a few weeks ago I had my worst game week rank of the season. I think it was close to this as well. I might have just beat it actually. Nine million. Oh. <laughs> so that's actually... Oh, it is. That means I've doubled my overall ranking and went from 113k to 247. Uh, captaincy was on Haaland. Lovely little two-pointer there. Benching Nightmares, Ward on there with an 11-pointer. Um, I went with Guaita over him. Thought Guaita might pick up a clean sheet against Forrest. Obviously, that was not the case. And then also, there was no transfer success on this side. Uh, took out Tony, brought in Martial, and that was an 11-point deficit. Whoa. So pretty much everything that could go against you in a game <laughs> week has pretty much happened, Dan. But let's hear a bit more from what happened with you this game week. I don't want to... 
talk about main any longer. Yeah, well, but just before I get on the main, Stephen, yeah, overall rank is 226k or something around that, did you say? 247. 247. Mm-hmm. How would you have, if someone had told you that would have been your overall rank heading into the break at the start of the season, how would you have took that? Probably would have said I'm very happy with that, but the fact it's it went downhill for the last few game weeks, obviously that's what sticks in your mind, isn't it? I think if you yeah. if you go from, let's just say, 2 million to 247k, you're happy with it because you know, you're improving each week. But um, if I just looked at what I was a few game weeks ago, I was actually at... Um, 36k game week 11 so it'll be 247 it's a little bit disappointing but yeah it's not bad overall um, obviously a lot of game weeks still to go more than half the season left as well so hopefully go back get back into the 100k at some point well that's it isn't it I mean if your goal is 100k and I know you're trying to push for the top 50k this year yeah. if someone had said you're at 250k going into uh, the break I think at least you're keeping pace yeah, yeah, you haven't fell away from the pack or anything like that yeah. Um, so for me, slightly better than you, but still under the average with 39 points. Um, a game week rank just shy of uh, 7 million. So that's almost 2 million spaces between, what, 7 points? So yeah. uh, I think the definition of good week to have a bad week was certainly summed up in game week 16. Uh, a few extra returnees than you, of course. Uh, Trippier, similarly to you, and Solanke, similarly to you. Um, I ended up keeping Foden in the end, who returned a nine-pointer. And nice. uh, still got Gabriel, who's done fantastic for me since I got him in a few weeks ago, who got a five-pointer because he did get a yellow card. Uh, transfers, uh, I went Wilson to Martial. Uh, that's obviously one-point swing if you want to look at it that way, but <laughs> maybe it's not great because I think I quite like a Newcastle attacking asset. On the other side of the World Cup, although um, Manchester United's fixtures are quite nice to begin with, um, and also, do, 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 I brought in Alisson for Jose Sarr. Um That's obviously not worked fantastically because obviously that also leaves a Ward 11-pointer on my bench. Um, probably not as badly as I had a thought me overall rank would have done. Um, it has doubled, but it's doubled from 24k to 48k. So mm. I'm still sitting in the top 50k, comfortably in the top 100k, and... Uh, if I answer the question I sort of asked you before, would I have been happy with that going into break? I would have uh, snapped your hands off, to be honest with you. So I can't rue anything too much. I've had a steady climb since the wild card, really. It's been a, it's been a chorus of ups and green arrows and red arrows. Um, yeah. But the green arrows have been quite large and the red arrows haven't been too bad as the um, weeks have gone on. So pretty happy. Can't complain at anything at the moment. So I've uh, just ready for the break and to be honest with you I'll not be looking at the FPL website probably until Christmas Eve time uh, to be honest with you because so yeah. much can happen between now and then the prices are frozen there's no point tinkering around, around with anything because if I get rid of a player who maybe I've got a little bit of a price rise in then it's just going to fuck it up really so I'm just going to completely leave it there not look at it whatsoever and then uh, just try and enjoy the World Cup I think yeah, no, you're doing very well at this point, Dan. Uh, obviously, 43 was the average for this game week. Where were the points coming from? Because Haaland and Salah would have been the most captained, I think. And Haaland got a two-pointer, uh, one-pointer. Salah got a two-pointer. So how was the average so high? Um, I'm going to guess. But I mean, the only premium that returned was Harry Kane. Um, mm. if you, To be honest with you, Stephen, if you've got Harry Kane and you've put um, Ward in your team, that's 22 points. 
that's pretty yeah. much making up. And then if you've got a trip, yeah, which everybody's got, you've pretty much got our total of three players there. <laughs> so um, nice even just if, well, that's it, isn't it? But <laughs> even if the rest blank, um, you're still going to be looking at a forty yard, fifty yard pointer. It was really, I say, it was really that easy this game week, but it certainly wasn't. Um, forward and nine point of my highest scorer by some margin. Yeah. So I think yeah, the points have came from those who kept Ward and who have Harry Kane as the second premium. I think that's pretty much it really. Yeah. Last week's we last week, sorry, we discussed the punts of the week. How did your proposed punts get on? Oh, you've put us on the spot, yeah. Well, Anthony Gordon done nothing. Eberechi Eze done nothing and Kulazewski got an assist, I believe. Yes. Um, also played very well, although that doesn't equate with FPL points. So you could say I've had a bit of a shocker there <laughs> and that the listeners should not listen in the future. Yeah, well, on the other hand, every single punt of the week I mentioned returned, other than the one wow. I went with, which was Marshall. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Zinchenko, Kulisevsky, Nunez. Uh, they were the three I picked. Um, I also give an honourable mention to Barnes and Marshall. Barnes actually scored. Uh, Zinchenko was the closest one to coming in for me out of the others um, and I would have an extra five points right now if I went with him so very disappointed in that regard I did think Marshall even though he's probably only going to about 60-70 minutes um, I still thought he could get a return against Fulham yeah yeah no you're spot on there um, and just for the game week overall I mean I know we're going into the World Cup break so form sort of just goes out the window over the next few weeks but was there any surprise packages for you I think what I'm most surprised at is how many goals the Leeds are both shipping and scoring. Their games are minute at the minute, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Bielsa Ball's back. <laughs> um fun fact though, Stephen, um, obviously Somerville and Rodrigo have both scored in the last four games. And that's the first time that a player two players from the same team have scored in four consecutive games in Premier League history. I'm very surprised about that. I thought that would have been something already, to be honest. Very, nope, very surprised. But yeah, you mentioned Somerville there. Uh, obviously, he continued his rich vein of form and the price of 4.4 million. Definitely one to watch moving forward. His last four games actually read 6, 7, 13 and 7 points, which is phenomenal for a budget midfielder. It is, but I think within, you're very unlikely going to be going into the, well, the restart with Pereira and Somerville. I think Somerville is still someone that can come in and out of the team, whereas Pereira seems like you're set and forget, cheap Fair. option. You could go with both, couldn't you? If you wanted like three premiums, which I know we mentioned we don't like to go for. Yeah, no, you, you know, you certainly could. Um, there's absolutely nothing stopping you from having a midfield of, for example, Salah De Bruyne and then Miggy, Pereira and Somerville, just to caveat it a little bit. Um, but... It just means that in those tough, it's, they're going to be two players that you're probably going to end up keeping on the bench quite often. I mean, we spoke last week that we feel like we've never seen Pereira's holes or any of his points really because he's always been on the bench for it. And Somerville is going to be that similar player as well. You're unlikely to keep starting them unless Leeds have got a good fixture and you, another player that you're just going to see all those lovely points just sitting on your bench, I feel. <laughs> yeah. In separate to Leeds, uh, cracking result for Brentford. Can't say it was undeserved either as the limited city to... Very few minimal clear-cut chances in the game. Um, I think I've actually jinxed Kevin De Bruyne's ability by putting him in my <laughs> FPL team because he's been absolutely awful ever since. Uh, obviously, he got a lucky pen uh, a couple of weeks ago, which wasn't a pen for me either. Um, against Brentford, like, every pass was going to their defender. Like He just didn't look like he was on any kind of wavelength with any of the players in the team. Um, I don't know how you 
thought that game fared, but I thought it was a really fair result for Brentford in the end. Oh, it was, and they've done really well. And there'll probably be a lot of people who sold Tony um, at game week 14, and you cannot blame them whatsoever. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's suspended uh, for game week 15 against Norwich and then playing Man City before the break. It was the perfect time to come off. In fact, I'm just having a little look there, and nearly one and a half million people transferred him out yeah. um, ahead of the Forest game. You were one of them who waited on a little bit, still ended up coming out, didn't he? Aye. He would have been on my bench anyways, to be fair, so I'd probably be more aggrieved if he was on the bench, wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least you can't see him in your team. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> um, but yeah, that well, that, that's it. That's the only way you can look at it. I think people who have made that decision to come off Tony, you can't ruin it at all. I think most people would have been doing that. Obviously, Haaland Blank and De Bruyne Blank, not a good performance, but... Um, I'm sure they'll come out the other side of the World Cup with uh, plenty of energy and ready to go again because Arsenal five points ahead. I don't think many people would have predicted that at the start of the season. Yeah, just quickly before we move on, where do you think Arsenal finish now? Second. Second. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I was having a little look at the stats and um, I think, I don't know how far the, uh, the history books go back, but 1985 with Man United and... 1991 with Liverpool are the only times that a team has won 12 out of the first 14 and not one went on to win the league. Yeah. So it's it's although they look amazing and they're doing really well in this in all the history backs you up that they would end up winning the league. Man City are just breathing down the necks at all times and it, it feels like a bit of anomaly to previous seasons because it's Man City and it's Erling Haaland and it's Pep mm. Guardiola and it's whoever else. It just feels like nothing that's been written in the history books before can like, prepare you for what may be coming. Yeah, definitely. Moving away from FPL, Dan, let's have a little conversation around Ronaldo. He's releasing an interview with Piers Morgan. What's your mm. thoughts on it? Well, I think, obviously, it's an hour and a half interview, isn't it? And it's the full thing's not been released until Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not even sure where it's been released to, if it's even on, going to be on YouTube or whatnot. So, yeah. yes, there's loads of sound bites and there's a few quotes and there's a few little clips. But I think, although, I mean, as far as I'm aware, he's finished now at Man United. Um, but Looks like it. I think for people to make a true assumption of what's being said, that people are going to have to watch the full 90 minutes. We yeah. know how these media outlets and whatnot like to take things potentially out of context of the conversation. Although I don't think that's the case there. I think he has probably more than likely just went right in on Man United, the owners, or whoever it may be, with no holds barred. But mm. I think what people do have to make their decision about it after the full 90 minutes, because these little snippets here and there are just they're there to drive up interest and yeah. drive up people are going to be listening to it. So, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know what he's done that for. It's not worked out well for him at all. Even now he's going to be with the national team. I don't know if you've seen any of the clips only of the I listeners did, have. The Cancelo one was Trump. amazing. The Cancelo one was blatant, even though he doesn't play for Man United. Um, the Bruno Fernandes one is understandable. He's the captain, isn't he, usually when uh, Maguire's not there. He's got to be seen to have done something, but it's... It's it is what it is. Ronaldo thinks he's the greatest of all time, still the greatest, and it's just uh, it's just not working out for him. What yeah. I know your your thoughts on them on the good at the best of times. I imagine that you're um, eagerly awaiting this interview and what the outpour might be from it. Yeah, well, I think from the snippets we've seen, it it is pretty embarrassing. He's 37 years of age and he's releasing a public interview behind the back of the club. For what reason? I mean, to just to be moved on. I think at this point, uh, obviously no player is bigger than the club. And to be honest with you, 
he's been probably struggling with becoming a bit part player, um, yeah. which always had to happen at, at one stage with his age. It's not on his side. Um, it's salt in the wounds that Man U now play better when he's not in the eleven as well. Don't think he's taken well to that. We know he scored 18 goals last season in the Prem, um, but did he actually bring them any further forward since joining? They finished second the season before, and I think they won the Europa League final as well, if I'm not wrong. So he's took them backwards, really, overall, since he's joined. Yeah, getting a, getting a player of that prestige in can go one of two ways, really, can't it? I mean, you think maybe it's the players, the younger players around him, maybe he's like... I mean, your Sancho's would be a perfect example of someone who might then look up to Ronaldo and see how he's playing and see how he's he is around the club and whatnot. Yeah. And it's obviously just went backwards. He's not had that role model there. It just went backwards for him because I don't, don't see it. I mean, he might be injured the last few weeks, but he hasn't really had a sniff other than that one good game against Liverpool. He's done absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously just a bad egg around the training ground now. Um I think one of the snippets were, and it doesn't matter how in context or out of context was, I don't respect the manager. As soon as you say that, you cannot be seen to be playing again. I yeah. think they were, I think the manager's done well. Um, a lot of people had a problem when the manager said he didn't put him on against Man City out of respect because it was 6-2. Although some people might say, well, if you think you've got a chance of scoring a goal, you should get him on. I sort of understand that a little bit, but then for them to walk off in the Tottenham game, I mean, it was the final blow in the coffin really and then this yeah. interview's just put the coffin about 50 foot deep I, <laughs> I think everyone's on the manager's side now as well which obviously isn't working in his yeah. favour um, I think the manager's done very well since he's came in he's settled that club he's even getting the best out of some of the youngsters Garnacho looks really good at the minute as well um, but yeah I think he is just a bad egg like you said and it makes you think you know at his previous clubs was he not like this in the dressing room at them? But at that point in his career, he actually was one of the best in the world, wasn't he? So yeah. I, think, I think he would have that grip over the team. Um, they would have all looked up to him, like you said, at that point. Um, I think it, towards the end of Juve, he was even starting to struggle then. I think they were getting a lot worse as a team. So he got out at the right time. I think he did even at Real Madrid there. I think they were going a bit downhill when he left. Yeah. So he's sort of leaving teams at the right time um, when probably he should actually stay to try and get them back to where they needed to be. Yeah, certainly, and I think he is just one of those, uh, if it doesn't look like it's going great, he jumps ship. I, I can't even remember the reasoning for him leaving Juventus in the first place. Well, not in the first place, but leaving yeah. Juventus. It was like he played the first three games. I think he scored a couple as well, and then he was like, oh, I want to go. And there's the sort of the ego of the man to think that I can just click my fingers a week before the transfer window closed and then I'll get a club. Obviously, they, they got a question. Imagine if I had went the other way and he had ended up in Man City and then they didn't end up signing Haaland. Like, imagine, it's just a knock-on effect that this all could have had if it went a little bit differently and it's just uh, it's just mad to think of, really. It is, and Pep wouldn't have had any of it either, would he? No, he wouldn't have thought so. And, and then what would he have been saying about Pep? Because I feel like he couldn't come out in the press and talk about Pep the way he's talking about Ten Hag because Pep already has the calibre and yeah. the... Everyone already knows about Pep, so for Ronaldo to come out and say that, he's sort of bullying Ted Hag a little bit because of the influence and the pull that he has, but uh, it's not a good look. I mean, what's what's what kind of legacy is this sort of leaving now? Yeah. T- totally tarnished his Man United career, but I don't think he's arsed either. Um, he doesn't have to be arsed. He's done everything. He's Whether you like it or not, he's been at some point the greatest player in the world or the top two for, what, the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, just feels like that'll never be taken away from him, but he's definitely not doing doing himself any favours. I think what you've got to look at as well is Messi got forced out of Barca 
how did he react yeah. to that? Obviously, we know he had a poor season last season with but them. It was, but... money, it was money, really, though, wasn't it, for Barca? Aye. Rather than he had a falling out or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, obviously he had a bad season last season with PSG, but he's back to his best now. And if England don't win the World Cup, which I don't think they will, I would love to see Messi win it, to be honest. Yeah, certainly, certainly. But we can talk about the World Cup a little bit more, Stephen, now. Um, that's FPL done, that's Premier League done. I think we should just have a little think about England. Now, how, where, where are we going to get to? Because I'm really not optimistic about this tournament. I was actually just talking to Caitlin about it. And she had said, um, oh, have we got a good chance of winning it? I was like, not really. She said, why is it not just the same people who've done well the last two tournaments? I said, well... Unfortunately, if, yes. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to put it as simple as that, then yes. But, you know, we've got a couple of injuries. These mm. players who will rely on aren't in club, good club form. Um, although I, I would say that maybe a couple of them weren't going into the Euros, but we still ended up doing quite well. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a few things to be a little bit pessimistic about. Um, I don't yeah. know how you're feeling about it as an England fan going into it. I'm quietly confident we're going to go out in the quarters, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think we're going to get that far. I think that's where I'm at as well, thinking the quarters. Yeah. And I think we're, we're actually expecting that as well now. Obviously, people are saying the expectations for England have went up, but not for me as a fan. I still expect yeah. we'll go earlier this season and this this time round than we have in previous ones. Maybe not World Cup 2018 because I wasn't expecting us to get that far, to be honest. But I thought when the Euros, we had a good chance of getting close. Uh, but now, I just don't think we're going to be anywhere near. Yeah, I think well, I think everyone's in the same boat. And I think, obviously, the poor form in the Nations League, although whether it's Nations League, whether it was a friendly, it doesn't really matter in terms of like how the England fan would look at it. But some bad results in there. I think it's something we haven't won in a five or six or something like that so it mm. doesn't feel like it's a, a good motion going in um but let's have a little think about the world cup who are you predicting to be the winner Stephen? i'm actually going to go with the favorites brazil um obviously we've discussed them in a few pods to be honest with you and the team just looks crazy good especially at the top end of the pitch um obviously we couldn't even predict the front three um Firmino's not going with them and you mentioned him him being up front, didn't you, for them? Um, it looks like we'll probably go with Neymar, Richarlison, because he seems to always start, and probably Rafinha as well. Yeah, um, Vinicius, maybe. Vinicius, uh, well, I think they like Paqueta, though, don't they, in behind? Yeah. So the likelihood is Vinicius could be on the bench, because I don't think they're going to put Neymar's attack in mid, but they've just got a lot of options in there. Um, I can't see past them at the minute. Yeah, and uh, I think I agree with you as well. Mm. I think the winner will be Brazil. Um, oh, I, I quite like Brazil to win. It feels like it's been a little while since they have. Obviously, we've got Bruno, who would be great to see him lift the World Cup. You know, he's doing bits for Newcastle. He's just had his son, and they will lift the World Cup. It will be, uh, it will be some year for him. Um, surprise package, Stephen. Who do we think might be the team that gets a little bit further than what we anticipated? I've said a few times, uh, Uruguay. I like the look of. Um, they've got a few good players in the squad. Um, Jimenez, Arojo, Ben Tanker, Valverde, Nunez, and also Suarez. Um, which I Suarez see... still knocking about. I still knocking about. I seen his uh, his handball against Ghana earlier today. Um, <laughs> banded around Twitter. Um, yeah, that was one one of the crazy moments of the World Cup, wasn't it? But yeah. yeah. I think having him there in the back, I'm not sure whether he'll start or not, but just having his experience there in the background with the rest of those players that I've mentioned, 
I think they could do really well. And I think they're in Portugal's group. I can actually see them topping that group, to be honest, with what's going on in Portugal. Well, I suppose that's something that they've got. Well, that's it. What's going on in Portugal is going to have a big bearing on it. But mm. it always feels like like Portugal's not one of those teams that you expect to absolutely blow everyone away. Nah. Um, they could just be both picking, by, don't they? picking it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, a surprise package I went for, and there usually is a team, like a Scandinavian team or a European team that end up doing all right in the Euros. I think it was Den, well, it was Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. last time out, um, I quite fancy Switzerland to do something. Um, they've got some decent players in good form. I mean, you've got Fabian Schär at the back, obviously, who's doing brilliant for us. But then there's just players like Mbolo, who's doing well. Granit Xhaka, he's obviously Xhaka's having an unbelievable well. season. Yeah. And they've got a few strikers as well, who are probably like quite unknown as well. But their teams are doing really well in their respective leagues. I mean, you've got Gibral Sau, who's a player for Frankfurt. He's there doing unbelievably at the moment. And the, the couple of the lads who are playing over in Germany for those unknown teams, and like you've got like Union Berlin and Freiburg, who I think yeah. are currently ahead of Dortmund. And they've got a few players from those teams as well who are probably relatively unknown for us. Um, the German fans would obviously know them, but they've obviously got something about them in their own good form this season. Uh, obviously, I don't know how many times they've been picked for Switzerland and if this is their first one, but you'd predict it might be. So having that extra extra drive to do well at your first World Cup or your first few appearances for Switzerland could just be a little bit of a driving force to see them um, hit the quarters. I think that would be an unbelievable turn for them. Obviously, they knocked France out of the Euros, didn't they? So they have yeah. got a bit about them. Um, it'd be nice to see Fabian Shaw do well as well. Yeah, definitely one to watch. I'm a bit surprised you didn't mention uh, South Korea. You know, the team that I've got in the, the sweepstake there. Son's meant to be back now, so might have a and chance. If Son's back, if Son's back, you never know. <laughs> Top goal scorer, Dan, who who are thinking? It's a tough one. I've been trying to rack my brains because I think Brazil, I think they'll be so shared amongst the whole team. Yeah. Um, it could be, I think I'm going to say Messi. I think it could be, It's pre- predict it's going to be his last... Well, definitely his last World Cup now. I think I think Messi could do bits. He's on good form, as you say. Yeah. Last World Cup, why not? Yeah, he's looking very good at the minute. I've went with Neymar, actually. He's in mm. just as good as form for PSG at the minute. I think he's topping the the scoring and the assist charts for them. Um, he'll be on pens for Brazil, I suspect, as well. So I can see him doing bits. Yeah, fair enough, Stephen. Shall we talk a little bit about our team? Our team, yes. So we'll move on to... Brazil again, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, just before we start and name what we think Southgate will do, the 26 was obviously released last Thursday. Any pleasant surprises? Any disappointing surprises um, in the squad? Uh, any players that you would have swapped out for another? I don't think there's any real surprises. Maybe you would say Wilson, but we know as Newcastle fans what he's capable of. Um, and he said in his interview that uh, Abraham came into a bad run of form at the wrong time. Um, obviously, Tony yeah. was probably close to being in there as well. But Wilson, obviously, banging form at the minute. Um, so we can see why he's in there. I think fans of other clubs probably wouldn't have wanted Wilson in there and they would have opted opted it for Abraham or Tony. Um, Tony maybe just for his pen uh, conversion rate alone. Yeah. But yeah, I think pretty much all the players in there were as, expect- as expected. Uh, it doesn't seem like Southgate looks across the water at any other countries um, or English players playing in other countries. I think Tamori and Smolin, very good players. Uh, I know yeah. Smolin's quite old at the minute, but he's doing very well for Roma. Um, half of these players that are abroad are actually better than the ones that are playing in the Premier League at the moment. 
Yeah, and I think, but I think the realistic thing is, I mean, it's a twenty-six man squad up from twenty-three. Nineteen pick themselves, twenty pick themselves, and the six that people are arguing over, two and four and over, are the players who are going to get fifteen minutes, twenty minutes here and there. Mm. Uh, maybe as if we're winning a game, maybe as if we're already qualified through the with the first two games and the third one's a bit of a dead rubber. It just feels a little bit like people are arguing over nothing. I mean, Wilson or Tony, well, realistically, none of them are going to get minutes where it matters. Um, even like, I mean, I'm buzzing to see Madison in because I think he brings something different. Oh, yes, but even definitely. if Madison or even something like Madison or Bowen, like realistically, are they going to get many minutes? So Tamori, Smallin would all, would all be fourth, fifth choice centre-halves realistically in Southgate's team. So in his mind, I think we're, argu- yeah, we're arguing the toss over potentially absolutely nothing because the players that we would have in are not going to get the minutes anyways. Yeah, a lot of people are grieved by Phillips being in there, barely played any football this season. Personally, I think it's deserved that he's in there because we don't really have any other type of midfielder like himself. Um, So I think if, obviously, if Rice got injured for whatever reason, who would come in to actually, you know, break up play, win the ball back out of the players that we've got in there? There's not really anyone similar. No, you're right, and it's it takes as a Rice or Bellingham injury, and then there's no like for like Henderson can play that role, but he he doesn't do it well enough yeah, for a World Cup. No. Um, I think he's quite finished to be honest with you. But I agree. Anyways, England. Uh, what would you like to do? Should we jointly predict Southgate's first eleven, or would you like to tell me yours? I'll tell you what lineup I would go with first, and you can tell me yours, and then we'll try and predict easily predict. I would say Southgate's eleven for the first game, but. Yeah, my my eleven for the first game for England would actually be a four-two-three-one formation. So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't play five at the back. Um, well, I went for that as well, Stephen. But mine would more be like a four-three-three out of possession, four-two-three-one in possession. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I went with Pickford in net, Trippier, White, Stones, and Shaw at the back. Bellingham, Rice in front of them, and then Saka, Madison, Foden, and Kane up front. Well, we've got exactly the same eleven, Stephen. Doesn't that just say a fantastic amount about our our ball knowledge? Um, I think it's not even a question. If you had a fit Phillips for the whole season, you might have been asking different questions. Um, centre yeah. halves, you might. It's not really. There's not really standout options, is there? There's not. I think we've had. This is the problem that I've had for absolutely years. I think um, we've always said that centre half is somewhere that we're certainly lacking. Um, it's. It's not a good area. The pitch hasn't been for uh, probably since like your Terry days, to be honest with you, Terry Ferdinand days. We've always had a bit of a, there's always been a one stand now and then one to go alongside them. Obviously in recent years, it's been two to go alongside them, which I haven't been sure of. Uh, but I think, I think stones and white, although I don't think that's what it will be, but we'll get onto that. I think that would be the go-to. Is there yeah. any questions sort of be asked, Stephen, because obviously white's played at right back for the last, well, all his Arsenal games. Um, about how he just transitions back into the back two. Would there be any questions asked about how that would happen or how that might look? I don't have any issues with it personally. Um, I think all of those defenders that were picked, obviously playing a back four at club level, so it would seem silly to play them in a back five, really. Um, Stones is obviously very good on the ball. White is actually quite quite rapid for, for being a defender. So I think yeah. that combination goes quite well. Um, obviously, you would prefer to have a defender that bullies attackers in there but have we actually had one of them in any any time recently I think probably Terry was the last one 
Um, obviously, you would love to have one that bullies defenders to go with White or Stones, um, but we just don't have any of those options. I don't think you can even say Maguire bullies attackers. Like, yeah, oh, he's, certainly doesn't, does he's he? big and strong, but he's not going to bully uh, an attacker, especially not someone like you know, uh, like a Jesus or um, someone like Mbappe up front. So yeah. I think I think we just go I like the back four, just because all of the players play in the back four. Um, Obviously, I know he's took Trent. Level, yeah. yeah, he's took Trent as well, which makes you think. Obviously, if we're playing Iran, will he get his chance against one of those um, teams that have a, like a like a defensive block? Um, I still think they probably won't go with him, but I think he's put him in there just to have him as an option as well. But yeah, I think that back four for me is where I would go with it definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer a back four. Obviously, I mean. We know he likes the back five. Uh, we don't expect him to go with a back four, I presume. Um, but it's just something something to transition into. If we are losing the game, I think he needs to take that into consideration that he can remove a centre-half and um, push someone else further up the pitch. But whether or not he does or not, Stephen, I don't know. It's hard to say how tactically astute a national manager is because they don't have much time to develop. Yeah. Yeah, to develop a system and things like that. Obviously, they've only got a selected number of players to play from. Obviously, you've got to pick players from the country. So, it's hard to see how actually tactically developed he is. But we'll just have to see, mate. We're not predicting a back four. Yeah. We'd like to see one. Yeah, further up the pitch, I think Foden has to start for me. I think he's a generational talent. Probably the most talented player we've got in that team. Um, I can't actually yeah. see him being picked to start for the first game, which obviously we'll get into. But... For me, I think he's got to be in there. Yeah, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's the, he's the, if it wasn't for Haaland and Mbappe, people would be talking about Foden um, being yeah. top of the tree at the moment for the young players. It's just silly good on the ball. Composed, he's calm. And I think he probably he brings the players in. Obviously, he's played across the black the front three for um, City at points this season. Not quite up top, but like maybe there's a false nine for periods. So he can definitely play anywhere across the front three. It's just whether... Gareth's bothered about that versatility or maybe he's just, that's the only reason he's just going to be end up being a squad player. But I think, despite we're predicting that he's not going to start most of the games, um, I think there could be one or two that he is useful for from, this, from the off. Mm. Uh, I would have him from the off anyways, but it's whether or not Southgate looks at it like that. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on to the 11 we think Southgate will use for the first game. Um I'll start with a formation. I think he'll definitely play a 5-2-3 simply because, yeah. one, he's a defensive manager. Two, he's persevered with it a lot over the past year. And three, he believes that because we don't have the best defenders, we'll have to play five at the back to combat that when, in reality, it should be a case we've got the best attackers and therefore we'll play to outscore the opposition. Um, I think at club level, uh, obviously it's very different to international football, but the best teams like you know Man City, Liverpool, you don't see them putting more defenders in the team when they're struggling defensively. Obviously, we know Liverpool are really struggling for clean sheets this season. How often do you see them go more defensive in games? You just don't. Yeah. You just don't see it. So I think we'll have enough strong, sorry, enough strength at the top end of the pitch to approach games differently. And if we did that in the Euros final, we'd potentially have a, a World Cup to our name, but. Um, yeah, obviously that's all in hindsight now, to be honest. Um, but Stephen, to be honest with you, if you look at the squad that we've picked, there's only three full-backs in the squad and none of them are out-and-out wing-backs um, by any stretch of the imagination. You've got Trippier, 
Well, it's Trippier, Trent and Shaw. I mean, how long have we talked about the plethora of talent we've got at the fullback position? And as soon as it now, it feels like as soon as Rhys James and Chilwell aren't in there, you don't have anyone that is naturally playing that position. Um, so does that worry you? If we're all going to play a back five, does that worry you? Massively. Um, I think you I think you feel like Shaw and Trent are definitely out and out right backs, full backs, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Trippier, you feel, could play that role a little bit because he definitely does push on a lot more than the uh, the other full-back for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's a bit more suited to playing that wing-back role. But it, then it just gives you the fear of, is he going to drop Saka in there? Um, obviously, he, he used to be a wing-back. Um, now he's obviously pushed in more of a winger role. Sterling's been used sparingly in that position. It, Couldn't terribly by Potter, but could he do it? I don't know. I think you're right about Saka. I think he has obviously thought about it, and that's why he's not took another left-back. Obviously, he's potentially played Trippier there as well, couldn't he? Um, but could you imagine Trippier at left wing back rather than just left sorry, back? I mean, left just... left wing back. I meant yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, Sa- yeah. Sa- that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's just extra, just adding extra problems to you. Um, but so back five, who we're seeing? We'll start from the back. I mean, I've got on my list Shaw, it was wing back, and then a back three of Maguire, Stones, and Walker, and then Trippier right wing back. Is that what we're thinking? I don't think Walker will make the first game. I don't think he'll be fit. So, um, obviously, I went with Pickford and Ness, Trippier, Stones, Dyer, Maguire and Shaw. Yeah. I think, obviously, Dyer's used to the back five. I think he, he's not in really in form at the minute. Spurs look very bad at the back and they're conceding goals left, right and centre. Mm. But I think he'll go with the players he trusts. And those five players are definitely players he's trust because he's played them a lot in the past. Yeah, and how would we feel if Maguire, say if Maguire does drop a rick in the Iran game? Look, it might not matter because we win four one, but Maguire drops drops a rick in the Iran game. Mm. Can he keep playing him? Does he then have to succumb to the fact that Maguire is just bang out of form? Um, is Maguire a bad World Cup away from a fifteen million move to <laughs> fifteen million? <laughs> <laughs> not Forest in the in the January transfer window. Like, how close is he to? just complete self-destruction of his football and career because it feels from the outside looking in... He's one game away from it, doesn't it? It feels like it could happen at any time. Yeah, I mean, from the pick, I mean, Ten Hag is playing Lindelof over him, which speaks yeah. volumes. If then he comes in and be his first-choice centre-half for an England team at the World Cup, it just... Questions need to be asked and it, it feels like he's not far away from that moment. Look, he might come and do a fantastic have a fantastic World Cup prove everyone wrong, go back to Man United and be brilliant for the rest of the season. But at this stage, it just doesn't feel right. Um, and I think you're certainly right with Walker as well. I think they might give him a little a few extra days of training with the squad before they're uh, just jumping straight back in. But the wing-backs are certainly a worry. Yeah, I think the whole defence is a worry. Obviously, I love Trippier. Um, I think he, him and Stones are good options. Obviously, Shaw's coming into form as well. But yeah, just the trust in... The other defenders that we've put in there, um, yes, they've had great World Cups previously and great Euros, sorry, previously, but it comes to a point now where if you're not playing at club level, how can you play on international level for England in the World Cup? Yeah, nah, exactly. And not even, I mean, what did he do? He had a cameo against Real Sociedad and they put him up fucking front. <laughs> what was going on there? I think they've been playing too much FIFA Ultimate Team. Ni Wonder Ronaldo doesn't respect the manager. <laughs> Midfield-wise, um, obviously, I've said it's going to be a 5-2-3, so what you're seeing for the two midfielders, Dan? Bellingham and Rice, isn't it? Simple as that. Simple as that, and you'd have to agree with that anyways, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because they're the two best midfielders we've got in there. Yeah, Rice, uh, 
Rice obviously being the number six and Bellingham being between the six and the eight, you know, just yeah. fluid as as Phillips box was in box. the Euros, I suppose. Yeah, they go well together as well, don't they? Um, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't start Bellingham for all of the the group games. I think it's it's his tournament to shine. If anyone from England's going to shine, it's it's probably going to be him. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, he's already doing it on the world stage now for Dortmund, who aren't doing very well. So, as captain as well, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. What's he, 19 years old? Yeah. Front three, Stephen, I have went for Sterling, Kane and Saka. Yeah, same here. I think you'll yeah. keep trust with Sterling because what he's done previously. I think out of all the players out of form, Sterling's probably the one that would I would potentially have in there, you know, out of the other ones yeah. because I think he could have a turn in form, especially for England because he, I think he went into the, the Euros playing quite poorly and then he really he really turned up so I think out of all the ones that are out of form he's probably the one that would be closest in there for me but yeah I definitely think that's going to be his front three um, I can't see anyone else getting in there obviously we've mentioned Ford and should be in there but I'm not sure he actually he actually likes or rates Ford to the level we do uh, to the level that Pep does as well I mean you wonder obviously there's been a few antics with Ford and either in his personal life and a few obviously when he's been away with England, or was it in Iceland a few years ago? You sort of wonder, like, how much is that played an impact on yeah. whatever? You'd like it's to think not a great deal. I mean, it's a few years on now. It's a World Cup. We're sort of new with best players. That sort of thing needs to be let go of a little bit. But just how, I mean, he did play the opener against Croatia um, and the Euros, but then it was sort of used a bit sparingly from then. Yeah, just feel it feels like a funny one. And yeah, but I agree with you as well. I think I feel, I think if you've done a poll across to England fans and you got everyone's perspective i think quite a lot quite a high percentage would have sterling in anyways yeah um i think it's hard to pick him over foden but some people obviously are going by well, what he's done for england and obviously that's been fantastic so it's hard, it's hard to look over that but um in the same breath most people might have jesse lingard in because he scored <laughs> against panama <laughs> do you think um foden might be or get the similar treatment to what Grealish got last time obviously everyone wanted Grealish in the team at the Euros, he didn't really make it in the team very often, although he did look good in spells when he came on. I think Foden might be similar to that this time round. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be like the sort of scapegoat option. Isn't yeah. I still think he'll get the minutes. Um, I can't, I can't see Jack Grealish getting many minutes. Yeah. Um, Madison, I can't see getting many minutes, unfortunately. Yeah. Rashford, I think he'll get a fair few. I think he will as well, because we haven't took many forwards, have we? No, and actually, to be honest, I, I could probably quite see... Rashford joining Kane up top if we were desperate for a goal before Wilson yeah. comes on, interestingly. I agree. So, yeah, I think there's going to be... I think that's sometimes the problem when you get some of these big-name players in from maybe well, well-thought-of well clubs that having too many of those players in makes the fans get a bit on Southgate's back. Yeah. By not pick, see, it would have been a cop-out from... The, instead of picking Madison, he would have just picked Tomori. No one would have asked questions. Whereas now he's got the decision where the fans are probably going to be asking for Madison in certain games because he's like their wild card pick. Yeah. And by picking less of those players, he gives yourself less of a headache. So I think fair play for even picking some of these players. Um, But we'll just have to see how it pans out. Well, Dan, so we've been nattering on for 43 minutes now. Uh, we're going to probably take a break from FPL and football in general. Um, and I think the football restarts on the 26th of December um, for the Premier League anyways. I know the Cup's on a little bit before that, but we'll probably get together then for it. 
It does. Maybe we'll do a little podcast. Maybe it's the week before. Maybe it's how. Yeah, we'll have a podcast then. Um, but although I did allude to in some previous podcasts that we might be putting some um, World Cup fantasy content out, I think we've made the decision that we're going to have a few weeks away from the airwaves. Um, yes. Enjoy the fantasy game. I think we'll be putting out some maybe some content on the Twitter page yeah. at Joey's FPL once the fantasy. Yeah, once the fantasy game is actually launched because it's currently just browser version and I'm not around with that so i think without further ado Stephen, um good luck for the world cup fantasy game and come on england yes same to you i'll catch you in a few weeks yes you will i'll probably see you for some of the matches over the next few weeks as pal oh yes right, i'll catch you there